Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I know it's been a hectic couple of weeks. I'm going to attempt to get us up to date here and hopefully hopefully provide a little bit of, of wisdom and insight into the situation here as I see it, at least. I am quarantined at my desk where I always am, so nothing has really uh, changed for me given the coronavirus outbreak. Um, I'm happy to report that our fishing club will not be canceling any tournaments this year unless they close the boat ramps on us. So that is one thing I have to look forward to when everything else is shut down. Uh, school here in our county is shut down. My four-year-old's uh, preschool is closed for at least two weeks, and it's probably going to be longer than that. The uh, two-year-old and the baby, of course, not in school yet. So everybody's home. Uh, so what's the uh, plan Keep the house clean. Keep your hands clean. Um, try to just wait this thing out, I guess, like everybody else. And I'm not personally totally nervous about the virus. I'm more more nervous about the panic and the financial fallout and that sort of thing. Um, is the government taking the right steps here with all these shutdowns and closures and cancellations in an attempt to curb the virus and reduce the spread of it? Um, that's that's my take on it. I think they're they're. They've said that they're overreacting in in the name of caution, and that may be the right place to be. But in any case, this is no fun, and this is no fun for those of us involved in the markets at all, not by any means. Um, so we've had a big fallout in the stock market. I mean, this is uh, this is a, a pretty epic collapse. This is the sort of correction that you see not very often. I mean, you go back to 2008 was the only time I've seen this sort of stuff in my career. And, uh, those people who can go back to the late eighties and 1987, uh, debacle, uh, may remember that, um, that was before my time, but in any case, this sort of thing doesn't happen very often. It, it happens for different reasons. Um, in this instance, we've got a health scare paired with, uh, the panic, uh, economically surrounding the health scare. We've got a health scare, which in turn is going to shut down a bunch of businesses, which in turn is a negative, uh, for the economy overall. We've got the fed doing all sorts of stuff here. They've basically brought interest rates back down to financial crisis levels. They, uh, did an emergency rate reduction on Sunday and, uh, the, the benchmark, uh, overnight lending rate for the fed now 0% to, to a quarter percent, which is essentially zero. Uh, that's the lowest they've ever been. And we're back to 2008 financial crisis levels, essentially there, they're doing some quantitative easing. They're buying uh, treasury bonds. They're buying mortgage backed securities, and they have been unable to stop the bleeding so far in the market. This has been a pretty, pretty catastrophic meltdown. Um, you're seeing all sorts of things shut down. I mean, everything from you know, air travel to Europe to, um, you know, some of your local bars and restaurants. Um, could it become more extreme than that? It, it certainly could. We don't know exactly how this thing's going to play out in, in terms of that. We don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, does it last another two weeks? Does it last another month? Does it take some warm weather uh, come, say, June to, to knock us out of this thing? We really don't know. And that's kind of the, the fear part of this is that there's just so much unknown here. This is interesting to me and and remains interesting to me because it's happened before 
and it will happen again. We've seen massive panic in financial markets before, and we will see massive financial panic in financial markets again. Um, I'd venture to say that at some point, we make our way out of the woods here, and uh, we get back to normal. Um, when that happens, I don't know. This goes back to the the fact that nobody can really predict these markets. Um, if we could predict uh, when we get to the backside of this virus and when the economy starts to pick back up, uh, you could predict, you know, when the markets may recover, when the stock market may recover. May we? Maybe when we start to see a rebound in some of our commodity prices, which of course is the problem for most of the listeners here. So. That's why it's interesting. It's interesting because we've seen it before, but more importantly, we'll see it again. And what we're going to need to do is take this and use it as a lesson and kind of a template for the next time something like this happens. And the next time could be a virus. The next time could be something financial related, like more of a 2008. It could be something totally different. We just don't know. So it, it's it's in part of me wants to say that this could be kind of almost a lesson of of things to come because if you if you are of any age especially for the younger farmers and ranchers out there we're going to see this again you're going to see it several times again in your in your career as a farmer or rancher or grain marketer or whatever so it's it's to be trained and ready for it this is consider this a consider this a lesson i suppose now one thing before i get into this conversation there's there's one thing that I can't understate here. I can't understate the gravity of the situation. This is extremely difficult for the farmers and ranchers out there. You look at the prices that are available to you right now, and we've seen a pretty significant decline. I mean, nearby May corn futures down in the 350s, nearby May soybeans down in the 830s. Uh, the cattle market is even more alarming, the action that we've seen there. So I, I can't understate the gravity of the situation. This is going to hurt people financially. So I don't want you to think that um, this this podcast or this episode is is meant to downplay that because this is this is real stuff that we're dealing with here. But I will go on. People are panicky. People are jittery. People are unsettled, fearful, whatever whatever word you want to use. I think that all of those things apply. Warren Buffett famously said, "Be fearful." When others are greedy, be gre- be greedy. When others are fearful, so where are we at in that cycle right now? I would probably argue that others are fearful, and you're probably fearful too, and I am as well. Um, but if if Uncle Warren here is correct, maybe there's some opportunity uh, in the madness, and and you've got to take this and and view this through the prism of of how Warren Buffett sees it. And Warren Buffett tends to see things very long-term. And and when he makes a comment like that, he's probably talking more about the stock market and he's going to buy whatever company he thinks is is ripe for big gains down the road. And he's going to sit on it for as long as it takes for, for it to work. Um, those of us in agriculture, whether you're a farmer or a rancher or whoever, you don't have the kind of time that he has. The things that we do marketing corn, marketing cattle, marketing hogs, wheat, soybeans, those sort of things. You've got a timeline here, and it's a pretty short timeline relative to a lot of these other investments. I mean, you've got to sell corn, you know, if if you want to be efficient, you've got to sell corn every quarter for the most part, probably. Um, Some of you guys out there may have the luxury of, of being able to hold an entire year's crop until maybe the following summer or even longer than that. That's not the case for most people, though. So that's where it, it kind of separates itself and that we should be greedy when others are fearful. 
we don't necessarily have that luxury in every situation. We don't necessarily have the time. And I don't, I don't blame you for being fearful here. Not at all. And, and again, can't understate the gravity of this situation. Still, what I know for sure and what I've seen repeat itself over and over and over, both in, in large-scale uh, crisis situations like this and in smaller-scale uh, situations where maybe a customer's stuck in a bad trade or a bad position in the cash market, what I know is that bad decisions are made out of panic and fear, typically. It, it's, it's not very normal for somebody to make a really good, well-thought-out decision during a time of fear or panic. And that's something that I think we've got to remember in this situation. Um, now, does, does that mean that this is the wrong time to sell corn, soybeans, wheat, or cattle? No, I'm not saying that. I don't know where the bottom in this market is. That's, that's not something that I know. But what I do know is that, yeah, people make bad decisions when they're scared, when they're fearful. They're fearful of losing money, especially when it comes to markets, especially when it comes to financial markets. And, and corn, soybeans, wheat is, is no different than the stock market in this situation. People are nervous. Your equity looks bad. Um, I'm sure if you've got a spreadsheet that uh, you know tells you where you're where you're sitting from a revenue standpoint, um, it probably doesn't look too good here. And I can't really do anything to alleviate that fear. What I can do for you is just tell you that you know historically, when people get it, when you get into these fear situations. Um, going on a, a a selling binge because you're you're panicky you're fearful has typically not been the right decision to make especially when I look at the at the prices and we're already so low um it, this it just doesn't seem like a thing that I I believe will work out now do I know that corn is not going to two dollars and fifty cents or that beans aren't going to six dollars and fifty cents I don't know that I really don't um a lot of this has to go back to what you've done previously in regard to marketing or hedging, uh, whether it's corn, soybeans, wheat, cattle, whatever. Um, what kind of situation are you in? Are you in a situation where you don't have a bushel of your 2019 row crops priced? If I'm in that situation, I probably am a little nervous and you may get me to make some panic sales or buy some options or something along those lines. Do you have 50, 60, 70% of your old crop bushels priced? If that's the situation, I'm probably not as nervous. I would say that my risk is reduced. Um, I would say that, you know, even if I were to sell everything here today, I'd probably still average into a price that's not going to kill me by any means. So you, this is, this is a time just like, I mean, I think customers should do this every day, but this is a time to go back and look at your financials and see where you stand given this stuff, ignoring the markets and just saying, yep, they'll come back. I'm not worried about it. Ignoring the markets is probably not the right thing to do. I think that you need to look at the numbers and, uh, see if, if see where you line up. Uh, did you make some, some, some sales in, in 2019 that look good? Um, are they helping to offset what you may have unpriced? Um, that's, that's something that you need to do this. There's no playbook <laughs> in the grain markets. There's no playbook for, uh, for this, this last year that we've seen through 2019 and now into 2020. I mean, 2019 was was just an unprecedented kind of disastrous year from a crop production standpoint, and and the markets were very difficult to navigate in 2019 as well. Uh, you got a situation where you know we couldn't get the crop planted, the prices rallied, and then prices collapsed, and and now you're sitting here with this coronavirus deal, not knowing what to do with. So I think the take home here, if anything, in regard to advice is this. 
I know that there may be some people who need to make decisions out there uh, right here and now or this week, something along those lines. And if you're one of those people, um, try not to try to reduce the panic, try to reduce the fear and try to just make sure you at least see the logic in, in why you're making the decision. I've just over the years seen so many examples of people making bad decisions out of fear and out of panic. So step back from the computer, step back from the news, step back from all the commentary and, and everything like that. And maybe just like take a look at your spreadsheet, try to look at this thing just a little bit bigger picture and uh, ask yourself, you know, do I have some time where I can ride out some of these positions is, is buying an option, maybe a better, uh, decision than, than selling cash or selling futures, um, weigh your options, weigh all of your options. And, uh, if you need help weighing your options, talk to somebody, you can help you weigh those options, whether it be, um, you know, your local cash, uh, grain person or your broker or me or whoever it is, uh, maybe you need some help with those decisions. But um, I, I know that we can't avoid making decisions, especially as the calendar goes on and we just haven't really been presented with the marketing opportunities, especially in these row crop markets that uh, we'd like to see. So um, step back, take a look, crunch the numbers, make sure that if you are going to make a decision, it's there's some logic and there's some reason behind it. And it's not just a pure fear, panic, whatever, hysteria decision. Make sure that it's at least well thought out and you've at least crunched the numbers. You've got an idea as to what's going on. I can't fix these prices. I can't. There's nobody in the business who can fix these prices for you. Um, We can't fix the coronavirus overnight, make this thing go away and make corn go back to $4. Um, What we can do at the very least is just think out our decisions, try to put some logic behind them and try to not let the fear uh, get the best of us. I hope things look better later this week. I'm going to try to follow up with um, another episode, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Hopefully I have some better news for you. You know, sitting where I sit on a daily basis, a lot of times you feel like you're the bearer of bad news. And, and sometimes I'm the bearer of good news, but we haven't seen as much of that uh, recently. So I very much feel like I'm the bearer of bad news in a lot of these situations. And that comes with the territory. I'm not complaining about it, but uh, I hope that um, hope I have some better news for you later in the week. Remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, visit my website, go to standardgrain.com. Uh, check out that subscription service. It's $49 a month. You can cancel it at any time. It's billed to your credit card automatically. I don't send you invoices. You don't have to write checks or anything. You sign up once and it's an automatic billing deal. It's an email that goes out every morning at 630 central time. It's a text message text message service twice a day and that uh, you'll be alerted when I'm making grain marketing decisions via both that email and the text message service. So if you're looking for uh, maybe some different advice, you can jump on that deal for a month with no obligation and cancel it if you don't like it. But if you're looking for, for maybe some different advice for, for kind of a level-headed approach, I think I can provide that. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, uh, make sure you do that. Grain Markets and other stuff. Um, it's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on Spotify. It's on all of the uh, major podcast apps. So if you're not subscribed already, make sure you go ahead and do that. And do me a favor. If you're listening on Apple, leave me a review. I don't care if it's good or bad. Just leave me a review. I need some more reviews on there. That would uh, really help me. Um, Everyone have a good week. I hope things look better. Uh, Keep your head up. We'll talk to you later.